Welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. This is our first recap episode of the season before we do our preview episode in a couple days here. But uh, this is the first recap one. We're bringing back the fan favorites. My back hurts, meatball plays, pull my hammy, box office, team barometer, all ahead. But first, let's start off with some drinks. Corey and Zane, what do you got in front of you? Yeah, today I'm rocking High Noon, which is just a vodka soda. Uh, mango high noon so pretty good all right yeah uh <clears throat> just went with another bourbon this one is larceny i think is what i grabbed nice nice i needed a bourbon after my weekend watching all my bears and Illini just get their teeth kicked in but i got water in front of me today and we start off with our headline section usc fired clay helton two games into the season after a stanford loss at home uh, he has a $12 million payout or buyout. And he, I think it was like, I think he went 40 something in 25, 46 and 24. Yeah. 46 and 24 over his like five seasons there. And he had some bouts of interim head coach in there uh, after Steve Sarkeesian left when he got kicked out of there. So who are they going to hire to replace him? I, I've seen the Urban Meyer rumor mill start up, but he, there's no way because he left college because it was causing him all those heart problems. NFL is the place for him to go because, you know, he doesn't have to deal with kids and recruiting and all that. So outside of Urban Meyer, I'll just get that out of the way. Who should USC hire to replace Clay Helton? Uh, Corey, you want to go, go for it? Sure. Um, I think they've got a couple of options. It's a big market school. You know, it's a huge name. Um, a lot of, a lot of coaches would leave their current spots to go there. Uh, I think Fickle out of Cincinnati would be a home run for them. Um, not maybe the most high profile school in Cincinnati that he's at, but you know, look what they're at right now. He's, uh, he's brought them, brought them this far. They're a top 10 team. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see them move up at the top five before it's all said and done. They might drop back out, but getting a Cincinnati to a top five team for any stretch is a pretty good, pretty good thing to have on your uh, resume. Uh, watch for James Franklin too. I could see him leaving Penn state and uh, oh. hopping over there. And then uh, dark horse, <clears throat> almost certainly not going to happen. I haven't seen anything about it, but I would love to see them go after prime and get Dion. Ooh, I know he's yeah. only been a head coach for this will be what first or second season, but that would be a huge name and a great recruiting tool. Yeah, that would be nuts. Where did Dion was he? Did he play at Florida State? Yes. Yeah, that's because I know a lot of Florida State fans Florida mad they didn't hire him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people were mad that they didn't hire him. Uh, which I can understand since he's had no Power Five, let alone coaching experience at the college level at that time. But now that he's got two years at a uh, not Jacksonville State. Um, Jackson. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would love to play for a guy like him. That would be awesome. Do you think maybe Herm Edwards? I've seen it. I don't he's, think it'll he's happen. He's got the persona be... to be it there. He, I think he could recruit really well being over there. But yeah. I think he's got a good gig at ASU. Not too much pressure at ASU like there would be at USC. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's no, he knows what that pressure is would be like after coaching for the New York Jets and that New York media market. So he might not want that with all that pressure there. But I like that Luke Fickle pick. That I, I really think that would be a great pick for them. Zane, what do you think? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, those are really great picks. I didn't 
wasn't even thinking of Dion. That's a, I think that's a great idea. That's definitely one that's pretty far out there. Um, I think a good pick might even be the guy, the coach that, that beat him, um, David Shaw from Stanford. Yeah. Uh, he's had that program at a really high level for quite some time now. I think he's proven, I think he's really proven himself as a, uh, backed up enough resume that that could be a good fit for him. Um, you could look at somebody maybe kind of like how the Tar Heels pulled Mac, Mac Brown out of retirement. Maybe they want to go get somebody like Bob Stoops. Um, that could be an interesting pick as well. And then also oh. I, I like, I like Matt Campbell actually, even though Iowa state just lost to Iowa. Um, I think he's a pretty good coach. I mean, I, yeah. don't know if, I don't know if Iowa state really has any business being that good. So right. I think, I think he gets right. the, the, um, I don't know the expression I'm looking for, whatever, more than the sum of your parts or whatever. I think he's could be a good fit as well, but uh, I like, I think, I think I really like David Shaw. Uh, it's already a West coast guy knows the recruiting habits or the recruiting uh, scene over there. Um, and he's got Stanford in a really good place as well. That'd be a good pick. That would be a great pick for USC in my opinion. Cause if you can recruit to Stanford and to like a Northwestern or like places with really high academic standards, that class of athlete and still be able to compete at a high level. Uh, that's really good. Imagine what you can do with not so high of academic standards and the bigger brand of USC. So I think he would do really well there. What about Pete Carroll? Do you think uh, he? Oh would, my god! Maybe his time is starting to run out in Seattle and uh, <laughs> wants to return. I'm just just saying. You know what? Things are getting a little stale up there in Seattle. Maybe he wants to spice things up a little bit and finish his career out in the sun down in the LA and try to reclaim some championships. Just a thought. Just a thought. All right. Let's move on to the fan favorites sections. This is probably my favorite, the my back hurts section. We just talk about guys who just went off. Actually, they're all my favorite. Who am I kidding? All right, but my guy this week is Tyreek Hill. He's on my fantasy team, actually, and it's why I just I just had to because he saved my fantasy week one game for me. He had 175 yards, uh, I think one touchdown, two t- one touchdown for like 75 yards. Um, really just kind of put that Chiefs offense on his back in the second half and really just uh, the Browns just they just didn't really have an answer for him in the second half. He was just all over the place. So um, that's my week one. My back hurts player of the week. Corey, what about, what do you have this week? Oh, sorry, sure. by the way, um, that I picked a guy going up against your Browns. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. That man had himself a game, and they <laughs> had no answer for him. No one really does, but least of all us, apparently. Um, oh, uh, before I can forget, though, I had two more thoughts on the coach thing because it just occurred to me. Oh, okay, yeah, my list, Pete Carroll. See, you're two... jumping on the Pete Carroll train. Oh, my God. No, I, I will never, ever. I hate Pete Carroll so much. <laughs> um, no, uh, Gus Malzahn uh, would be a home run for them. And oh, then, okay. um, yeah, I lost. Oh, uh, Lincoln Riley, who they'll never pry away from Oklahoma. Oh, that yeah. would be an incredible hire for USC. Um but sorry, I had to jump back before I could forget those. I wanted them on the record in case somehow that happens. Um, but I would say I'm going to take Michigan's offensive line uh, going up against Washington. They had uh, they they pushed hard enough and controlled the trenches that there were four rushing touchdowns, all of them uh, handoffs out of a shotgun. Had two rushers on the team for over 150 yards and uh, three over 300 rushing yards as a team. 
uh, you know, all that starts in the trenches. So the whole line. Yeah, they bullyballed Washington. It, it really, they really dominated the trenches. That was great Big Ten football right there. That's right, Pac-12. That's what you get coming to the Big Ten. <laughs> All right, Zane, what about you? Yeah, uh, both good picks. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I think, quietly, I think Jalen Hurts had a really good game. Stat line, 200 and, 264 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, really clean game. Not he not being talked about as much when we're talking about young quarterbacks. There's just so much talent <clears throat> at the quarterback position, and, and Joe Burrow obviously over outshines everybody. But uh, <laughs> MVP, uh, MVP. Jalen Hurts, I think yeah, that's a that's a really clean game right there. So um, got the got the Eagles in a good direction, and uh, <clears throat> I mean that the NFC is going to be wide open now. You know. So the Giants, probably between them and, well, I don't know. I, yeah, I, and I guess Washington um, and the Cowboys look good. So it, yeah, I'll probably drop the Eagle, uh, the Giants out. They, they're not going to be good this year, but Heineke's obviously the real deals. But uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts looked good. <laughs> Jalen Hurts did look really good. So I'm going to give him uh, my back hurts award this week. Nice. I'm surprised nobody brought up Janus. Five tutties, the goat. Yeah, but he only threw it. He only threw it 20 times. Like, like yeah, yeah it's but, really good, but yeah, not even 150 yards passing. But still, yeah. I mean, just no interceptions. I mean, that's pretty good. Hey, he can see now. I did say he was. The, weren't we predicting this game last week? I did say he was the goat. You guys all laughed at me. So. <laughs> yeah, we did. Hey, Jameis is the truth, man. Jameis is the goat. Joe Burrow is the truth. Uh, and, and Taylor, yeah, I can't even tell Taylor you Heineck, how... Taylor Heineke is the next MVP. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't know. Taylor Heineke is the next Gardner Minshew though, where he's good for like three hey, games. Wow. He's good oh. for like three games and then the league figures him out and we realize, oh don't yeah. Don't talk that... about a good franchise QB like that. <laughs> don't compare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's, that's a top 20 QB right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I can't even believe how like emotionally invested I was in that Bengals game. I was like, just like, I was so emotionally invested. I was about to be so mad if they lost that game. I just have no ties to Cincinnati at all. Dude, I love. We got Joey. Yeah, I love that Jamar Chase connection now that he has. Oh yeah, oh, that's man. amazing. Just amazing. I need that. I yeah, I just need that, that for years to come. Oh, Zoom made. I, I just can't wait for that, man. And then, you know what? Justin Jefferson, he he saw week one what it was like to play with Joe Burrow again. He's going to be like, you know what? I want out of my rookie contract. Let me go sign with Cincinnati. I'm going to go. Yeah, let's go. With Joe Burrow. And then Travis Eats. No, never mind. Not Travis Eats. Clyde Edwards. Yeah, Clyde Edwards is going to come over too. It's just a matter of time before they just bring my the whole, whole family back. <laughs> just get the band back together. Yeah. <laughs> So wait, Zay made a decent point earlier about, you know, between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Like, is the NFC East no longer – is it the NFC East again or is it still the NFC least? Like, Let's do, we, do mean, we bring them up? They look uh, – I mean, the Cowboys lost, but I will give them credit. They played a, a very competitive game. Eagles looked very good. <clears throat> and well, Washington – They look competitive. I believe, yeah. I, I, I don't think the Giants are very good, even though they're actually playing this Thursday and I'm – I kind of like them plus three, but um, I don't like them. It's Washington versus the Giants. Um, I I don't know. I want to believe in Heineke, man. I just want to believe, but I also (laughs) know 
there's a reason he was a backup. I, I don't know. I don't know. I believe. I don't know. Tom Brady came in as a backup. You never know. It's just, it's crazy. Let's hope <laughs> that the NFC East games, because I feel like they're always prime time. For some reason, they always get prime time slots, even though they have no reason to deserve them. They can't get worse than last year, right? Like last right. year, the NFC East was just terrible. And it was just so unbearable to watch. And they dominated like half the primetime games that we had to sit through and watch them. So hopefully. Well, you know can't... why it's the big market teams. I mean, you got the Dallas Cowgirls, Philadelphia <laughs> Stinkies. That whole city is stinky. Um, Washington, I guess. I don't know if that's like a big market team anymore, but like, I don't know. Pretty decent size. New York, huge. Come on. Th- that, would explain, that would explain why the Chicago Brown stinking bears stinking poop bears got sunday night football when they had no business being in that game justin field justin field justin field yeah coming in for five package plays just to hand off the ball yeah that was a lot of fun Ooh, experience hey quick just to go back what about ed orgeron going to usc because now lsu is not happy with them a lot of boosters are not happy because they're you know he's just not living up to the hype what about ed orgeron going to usc no no, no? because it, that this just proves that he can only win when he's a front runner when every single thing goes right for him he can have a good season and that's not I don't, I don't want that to sound harsher than it is, but it's just like so. Like he's every not, other coach, if everything goes right for them, no, he just <laughs> needs, he needs every single thing yeah. to go right for him, and he needs one of the best yeah. quarterbacks to come through college football ever to to just and I mean his team was his team was loaded, you know. He's yeah, not that, that was one of the most talented college football teams that we've ever. Yeah, seen. Yeah, the team was absolutely loaded. So that we will ever see. Yeah, like more so than yeah, the I need to see more. we've been seeing in this it, past. I think I think his struggles just prove that there's I mean, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't hire Ed Orgeron to the yeah, Trojans. I, I need to see more. That's a that's a big name school. They can go out and get somebody that's proven. I mean, they should try and get I, like I know he's got that chip. What about like Peyton Manning or something? You know, is is he available? <laughs> Dude, no, him and Eli are on the Monday Make Night some Football waves. booth, man. I didn't even <laughs> see them. Out. I didn't see them one time. I was they're looking. They're on ESPN2. They're not on the main. Oh, yeah, hey, there you yeah. go. They were what on are... the entire time on ESPN2. That was a lot were of fun they good? to watch, actually. Were they good or no? They yeah, were great. It was, it was very entertaining. It was funny. Why don't why don't we uh, why don't we make some more waves? Why don't they make nice nice with uh, Reggie Bush? Yeah. Yeah. Reggie. Yeah. Bring him back. Cool. Maybe, maybe Matt Leinert can be like his like offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call oh, back to all the back. old USC D bags that I hated watching beat my teams. <laughs> yeah. I would buy some <laughs> USC merch if they just brought the band back together. And then Pete Carroll coming in as a special teams coordinator. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, no. Well, no. He could be an usher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the pulled my hammy section uh, segment. Actually, sorry, meatball play segment. This is just either a coach just calling a bad play, a player just completely messing up or something, or just an AD saying something stupid. Last week probably would have been Chip Kelly, not Chip Kelly, um, the Notre Brian Dame head Kelly. coach. Yeah, Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly saying that he wants to execute uh, all of his players because they didn't play well. <laughs> that would probably would have been meatball play of the week last week, and I think that would have been – Far and wide, the, the pick for everybody. My pick this week is actually going to be an FSU player proposing on the field to his girlfriend as Jacksonville State players celebrate their walk-off Hail Mary win in the background. 
I didn't I didn't see that. I'm surprised I didn't see that like on social media or something, oh but that's just God. terrible. It was just, there is a time and a place that's and you, terrible. you think you would delay that picture, just that <laughs> proposal. It's not like okay, remember Boise State when they walked off against Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, I think it was. Uh, I think Adrian Peterson was on that Oklahoma team. And Chris Peterson was leading the Boise State Broncos, and they when they won on the Statue of Liberty play, and then the the guy proposed to his girlfriend. That's when you propose to your girlfriend, not when some you know Division one, FCS team just like comes and beats you on a walk off hill Mary. That's not when you propose when you just paid a school three million dollars to come beat you. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my meatball play of the week, Corey. Who you got? I just want to touch on it. That, that is, I, I'm of two mindsets here. One, he lost a bet, and she said that if you lose, you've got to propose. Yeah, that, yeah. that could be. That's it. one option. Option two was that man was scared for his life if he didn't propose and <laughs> thought she oh, was going to yeah. kill him or walk. <laughs> but uh, my my meatball play, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Texas losing to Arkansas. Texas, oh, yeah. we're back, we're back, we're the next, you know, we're doing it again. Oh god, oh god, we lost. Let's go to the SEC. Fashion. Oh yeah, god. they are going to get absolutely steamrolled year in and year out. You know, at least you got a cool, color, like a pretty color of orange now on your jersey for when you're smearing it in the turf. Damn, if they're getting beat like that against Arkansas, imagine what Vanderbilt's gonna do to them. I mean, can you imagine just. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I just don't understand a school with the most resources in the nation with all of that talent. How are they just so bad? I, they just, it, I mean, the score made it seem close and it still was a blowout by the score, but like the, the score itself was still did not show that that game was definitely more of a blowout. Uh, than the score indicated. So uh, there's a lot of problems. I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian is the answer. I don't know who would be if he's not the answer. Maybe Vince Young. Ooh, maybe. That would be a good school to chase Maybe. Urban Meyer. If if he was going to get pulled back from pro, it would yeah. be a huge. Man, he loses school. one game and it's just like, all right, let's, let's check out. Hey, the I said from the start, it was available work. for Urban Meyer. What kind of what kind of hip injury is he going to suffer at Jacksonville here? <laughs> no, his start hurdle. the coaching his carousel. Yeah, his liver failure. Oh, yeah, what's what's wrong work. with Urban Meyer? He's not going to work. There's already reports coming out that the players are disgruntled and that he comes unhinged at even a preseason loss. You heard it here first at Orgeron to Texas. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Special. <laughs> All right, Zane, who you got? Yeah, I hate, I hate to do it to you, Corey, but you know what it is. It's that, that Cleveland Browns punter just oh, playing a hero board. Fumbles it on purpose that he can try and run for it, even though <laughs> there's no one within like eight yards of him, so he could easily just pick it up and punt it. <laughs> Proceeds to get swarmed. I just I don't know what he was doing. Real time, I I said real time. I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, yeah, you could have, you still could have punted that. I have no idea why he just took off and ran. That effectively lost them the game. Just handed the Chiefs the ball like the thirty yard line or something like that. So that was just just hit the panic button right there for that. I don't know. I, what are your thoughts on that? Because to me, it looks like he could, he could have punted again, or he could have actually punted it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I had time to say punt it, punt it, punt it, <laughs> punt it before he got like 
to before he really got trying to run, and then the Scottish Hammer got nailed. That was <laughs> piss piss poor showing. It was painful. That that felt like it lost us the game because it seemed like we really had a shot until he did that, and then it was like, all right, well, we need a miracle. Yeah, it reminded me of. Uh... Sorry to bring this up too, but stop. No, I know you're going with this, and I'm going to start driving that Michigan right now. The Michigan against Michigan State Hunter. (laughs) It went through his hands, and his face became a meme or something where his eyes are just like, oh shit. I hope Tom Brady and Justin Fields throw a press conference together and they both retire, and Joey Burrow decides he wants to play tennis. That's we what you lost, just put me through. Lost a snap. <laughs> the ball played the game. Oh. <laughs> the announcer go. just having no voice made it so much better. Oh man, that was that will forever go down as one of the craziest plays in college football history. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> All he had to do was go down too, and that... <laughs> somehow proceeded to go back 30 yards i don't even know that was <laughs> that was crazy oh, man. i almost ended three lives killed oh my God. three couches on fire <laughs> i was mm-mm, mm-mm. nope that would have been they would have all been crimes of passion though so all right let's call go on to the next segment pull my hammy kind of similar to meatball plays except these guys should have won or they should have completed a certain task or should have had more dignity than they had in this play or play call or whatever you want to call it. I'm going with, actually, I think we all just kind of, I just kind of set this for all of us, the Bears secondary Sunday night football. I think we were all watching it. And I think it was the first play of the game for the Rams offense, maybe second or third, but um, Matt Stafford, huge wide open wide receiver, wide receiver, like face planted after he caught the ball. Cause he had to, you know, go catch it and everything. And he was on the ground for probably like, 45 seconds bears ran past him <laughs> looked at him watched him get back up and then walk into the end zone and i was like what am i seeing this is not high school this is not college these aren't the rookies that just came into the league eddie jackson is the fifth highest paid safety in the league not only got burned but just let him just get back up the receiver get back up and then walk into the end zone you can't, I, I know Paul Miami is the segment name, but you can't fake an injury when you caught up to him, stood by him for a couple seconds, and then watched him walk away and run into the end zone. Embarrassing and uh, is a sign of things to come for this season, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, supporting evidence for not throwing fields into the fire to get hurt on a wasted season. Justin <laughs> Fields. <laughs> Why don't you see if you can trade him and your next six first rounders for like we don't have first Gardner rounders. They're all gone. <laughs> well, the, we give them trade away your whole for team Cleo for Gardner Mack Minshew, and for Justin know? Fields. Tell him to trade the trade the roster for Minshew. All right, now that's an idea. That's an idea. Hey, I'm a big idea guy. <laughs> Zane, uh. What are your hopes for the Bears this season after that week one game? I mean, is there any hope or just throwing the towel at this point? No, there's definitely uh well, no, there's there's still time. I mean, yeah, everybody everybody in the NFC North lost. So there's so they're in first place, that's true. There's no there's no need to hit the panic button. You just gotta change out your quarterbacks. I, I think it's that simple. Um definitely 
They're definitely still alive. Well, you can Justin Fields play cornerback and safety for us too? That's fine, dude. We'll, we'll be fine, dude. You know when the offense is playing better, it just jolts the, the whole team. So if the offense is playing well, the Bears defense probably only gives up 24, something like that. Something like that, whatever. So the season is still live. Uh, I mean, we saw it last year, the NF- NFC at least. Uh, you could make it at seven and nine if your whole division trash. We all know Aaron Rodgers is washed. So coming off an MVP Woo! season. Yeah, I, I think I think uh I think it's obviously week one. Let's you know, we won't go crazy, but everybody lost in the so the division still there to be had for sure. Yeah, Jeopardy, uh the Jeopardy chants are getting a lot louder now after that week. Yes, sir. Week one loss at the the hands of the Saints. Aaron Rodgers might be time to leave the NFC North. Question. Okay. I wonder. I know what Zayn will say, but I'm curious if you had to make the <laughs> choice as the like, say you're the you know the GM of the team, right, or the president or whatever the heck makes the decisions on each one. But say the Packers and Bengals talk and straight up trade Aaron Rodgers for Joe Burrow. Do they do it? If you're the Bengals, no. If you're the Packers, 100%, you do that. Yeah, but if you're the Bengals, you hang on to Joe Burrow. He's probably going to be a three-time MVP, three-time Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. Whoa. At least, uh, right? At least. Are we doing well, – I think we're doing over-under. We're not even doing – Yeah, uh, right, right. That's yeah, going to over-under right Listen, now. he's going to go to at least seven Super Bowls. That's He'll probably win Let's, four of them. Yeah. He's going to be the MVP in like five of them. Let me put it to you no, this I don't, way. Well, you wouldn't or, give up regardless. You, well, you, even if it was like Justin Herbert, you, you still wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it for any of these young guys. Josh Allen, you know, Baker Mayfield, you wouldn't, I don't think you would do it straight up. That Aaron Rodgers might give you one season and then just start crying. I don't even know what he'll do. So I guess that's a fair point. I was just thinking like opportunity wise with talent. I didn't think about long term, I suppose, like for Aaron Rodgers wanting to stay, I guess, but. I was like, man, if you get a quarterback that's not going to make the, like, you know, young kid mistakes, although he looked terrible last week, so maybe he will. Or, But, uh, like, with, a, say, a Jamar Chase and that kind of – the way their offense played with Joey Burrow, who, you know, future multiple MVP, yeah. like, how would they do under Aaron Rodgers at peak? Yeah, I mean – I don't know. I like if I was a Packers, you'd 100% do that. But like if you're the Bengals, you're not the team around Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be good enough to win the Super Bowl. It's not better than the Green Bay. That's probably true. But I also think it's, I don't feel bad because it's not like Cincinnati is just some free agent. Just everybody's flocking to Cincinnati. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they built that team through the draft. So I expect. You mean no one wants to go there? <laughs> I, I would I expect the same thing in terms of you know I expect the same thing from the Packers in terms of their draft and understanding what their needs are instead of drafting Jordan Love, you know let's go get a let's go get a Jamar Chase or a T I mean T Higgins wasn't I mean it wasn't very I think he definitely I don't know if he was in the first round, but um, I mean they, they built those they got all those weapons through the draft no, nobody's flocking to Cincinnati so I don't feel bad for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers and, and Green Bay, they're actually our letdown game in our box office section. Uh, they lost to the Saints on America's Game of the Week, thirty-eight to three. It wasn't ever close, and we even saw Jordan Love come in because 
uh, it was just that big of a blowout. And you rarely in the league of parody NFL, you rarely see blots this big. So it's, that was pretty crazy, especially for a lot of people's Super Bowl picks uh, for the Packers to lose that badly. So huge letdown game right there. Cause I was kind of hoping for a better game, but also not upset to see the Packers just get their doors blown off. All right. And then uh, Corey, you're going to be happy to talk about this, the hype game of the week. Number 12, Oregon beats number three, Ohio State on the road, 35-28 in the horseshoe. Probably, I don't know, at least making them a playoff contender, Oregon. Now they have, they just got to, they have that marquee win. If they just take care of business in the Pac-12, even if they lose a game in the Pac-12 and they just win out, they have a really good chance of making the playoffs still. Uh, But Ohio State, uh, they don't play too many ranked teams in the Big Ten after this, so that's that's kind of, that might be it for them. But what are your overall thoughts on uh, on that game, Corey? <clears throat> I am over the moon. Couldn't have been happier. I loved it. I mean, I, I kind of like it's fun to root for Oregon. You know, they they're known for having these flashy athletes when they had like Chip Kelly run in the show. And then they always have the cool unis because of the Nike alum and all that. So it's fun to root for them anyway, but it's fun to root for anybody that plays in the toilet bowl against that team. <laughs> so it always feels nice when they lose. It doesn't happen all that often, so I've learned to appreciate it. But they did it without their, like, two best players. I know their very best player is not even playing. Is Thib- Thib- Thibodeau or Thibodeau or something Yeah, like Kayvon Thibodeau, like their DN, yeah. Yeah, the dude's an absolute animal, and he wasn't even on the field for him. So to beat Ohio State at Ohio State is going to be a big resume builder for them. I mean, if they continue to play that way, they should be able to close out their conference. So it's – I mean, what, is UCLA probably their biggest competition? Am I in the right conference? Yeah. That would probably be their biggest competition. I'm not – USC, not anymore. I would have thought it would be – Right, because they But not anymore. Yeah. So that's a big resume builder for them. I mean, even if Ohio State's going to have a down year, you know they're still one of the better teams in the country. So I loved watching it for Oregon. I loved watching it for Michigan. I loved watching it for the rest of the light side. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Always good to see the Buckeyes lose like that. Really good to see. All right, got a few minutes left here. Let's talk about our own teams, our team barometer section. Uh, Bears and Illini. Zane? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll touch on the Bears first, but we, you know, like we touched on just a little bit earlier in the show, it's still, still a wide open season. Um, I, I think they just, I don't know, I don't know what you thought about it, but I just thought it was weird. I, I understood the Justin Fields goal line package. That made sense. But I don't know why when they're at their own 35, they just brought him in for one handoff. Like I did that seemed weird and odd. And Andy Dalton's like, all right, well, what the hell, man? Like why? just throwing off the rhythm of the team, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure about that moving forward. Um, but I mean the Rams are a good team. You know, we we knew they're they're loaded going in. So I'm not too worried about losing to, to the Rams. And like we said, everybody in that division lost. So uh, I, I think it was also pretty evident for, for the, for the, I guess the lions came back at the end, but it was pretty evident. They're like, yep, that's why Matthew Stafford hasn't been in the playoffs is because the lions are trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that definitely just highlighted how bad they were. Um, and obviously the Bengals are, 
you know, looking really good over there. So pretty excited for this. I mean, what a, I, that might be the best. I don't know. I don't want to have recency bias or anything, but that might've been like the best opening weekend ever. I think Yeah. underdogs were 12 underdogs were 12 and four in games this week. Um, so just a really, really exciting. And all the games were, were like the, I don't, did you guys stay up for that Monday night football game? That was one of the craziest ending yeah. sequences. Mark Jackson got the fumble ruskies kind of man. He's, he's, just I mean, yeah, like Vegas scored and then they thought the game was over and everybody's shaking hands. They bring it back Ooh. and then they're at the one. I'm like, it's over. He throws a pick. Ravens get it. Ravens, I'm like, ah, oh, it's over. And then the Ravens fumble it. And, just, and then they were going <laughs> to kick the field goal and then they got the penalty. And you're like, oh, what's happened? That was just a crazy game. Amazing. He was that close to getting my meatball play of the week for sure. <laughs> he just couldn't hold on to the pigskin for anything. <laughs> Um, man, uh, the lone bright spot on the Bears probably David Montgomery. That dude was he was fighting for every single blade of grass. He played with a lot of heart. Uh, so I was really glad that we have him on our team because he he masked a lot of O line problems for sure. Corey, what about you, my friend? Uh, let me think here. Michigan looked good. Uh, Washington obviously coming off that loss to Montana. There's some problems there that were clearly not foreseen when they were ranked preseason at, what, 20th? Um, but still a pretty stout defense, even against, well, you know, against Montana, they held them to, what, 10 points? I think they lost 10-7. A pretty stout defense that Michigan proceeded to run the ball straight down the throat of, right into the teeth. Like I said, four four touchdowns, each one of them, a rushing touchdown, a handoff out of the shotgun, and shows the offensive line was getting that push, and the running backs were synced up with them. Um, little worried about the passing game. Um, they only have 44 yards passing. I realized they didn't ever have to put the ball in the air, really. Um, so maybe that's why, but that's a little concerning. Um, I do remember that in our first game of the season against Western, we had JJ, our backup quarterback, come in. He's a freshman, and he threw a pretty wild circus touchdown pass. And one touchdown pass, like really like one drive of the game is what he played. Not even a full drive, I don't think. And the announcers were comparing him to Trevor Lawrence. So apparently we have the next Trevor Lawrence on our team. Uh, didn't know that. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Um, but then for the Browns, I mean, they just went toe-to-toe with what probably the top – what's a top two team in the league probably. It's a general consensus. They went toe-to-toe with them and were a couple of execution points away from – probably beating them for the most part, their offense ran through them. Our defense is a little concerning, but that's the best offense in the league. So feeling good. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad someone's feeling good is not so much over here and ball state actually had, um, you know, all right. Uh, and that's going to wrap State. up this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> I think the nest fell out of a tree. Oh my God. We didn't even cover 23. That was embarrassing. <laughs> It was embarrassing. We were on the up and up, man. All right. Well, we had a great show today. We talked about my back hurts, meatball plays, Pete Carroll, the Texas, Deion Sanders, to Oklahoma. Just a lot of coaching carousel talk. And uh, we'll talk to you all next, or actually in a couple of days when we do the preview. And stay tuned because we're going to do a crazy parlay. Thanks for listening, guys.